I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you, Gary Jr.? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Boy, I tell you, I, I um, saw parts of the draft, probably most of the first round of the NBA draft. And then, uh, obviously, the next day or two, I got to see who was picked in the second round. That was some of, of some interest. I was looking out for a couple of players from UConn. But... Um, so, okay, what do you want to talk about today other than the draft? We have to talk about the draft. We got to talk about that. It just happened. Um, and I'm prepared to do, uh, well, to make some commentary about the NBA draft from 2023. But uh, if you want to talk about anything else, we can get into that as well. As long as it's not politics. I did that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're good on that note. Uh, but first, let's congratulate the Denver Nuggets for winning the NBA championship. Uh, we will make a another podcast later about the effects of the NBA championship uh, that Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, where we rank on our list, not just as a individual player, but you know, but as an but as an international player later on. Uh, but you know, I'm congratulating to the Denver Nuggets first off. Yes, um, I agree. Congratulations, Denver Nuggets. I knew you had it all the time. <laughs> well, once they got to play the Miami Heat, we knew they were going to win it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, 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 I predicted they were winning five, so they did win five. But, you know, I, I have to concede, I did not, when the season started, I did not pencil in the Denver Nuggets as being the NBA champions for the season 2023. 20, but uh, I'm very happy for them. I'm happy for the city of Denver and the state of Colorado. It's a, it's a, it's something that was long overdue. I remember they've had some great players over the years. Uh, it's really tough to win the NBA championship. We all know that. It takes a lot of things falling into place, including uh, not having a lot of key injuries. And and it, and it, it takes a, a super player. And they had um, the good fortune of being able to have that super player and complimentary players, as I call them, Batman and Robin. Uh, and uh, they also had the good fortune of having a good coach and and the matchups were great, and they were able to blast their way through. So, but Phoenix being the only team that kind of gave them a little trouble, everybody else was really um, there for them to beat, and they did. And so, happy for them. Any other comments about that, Gary? Well, I think, you know, I think Phoenix gave them a lot of trouble. I think if Chris Paul didn't get injured, I think that series is completely different. But in speaking of the Phoenix Suns, Let's get into the trades that happened before the draft. Just, uh, just real quick, it's a great transition. Uh, first off, the Phoenix Suns made a huge trade, uh, adding um, Bradley Beal to the team. They added Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, who was on his AAU team, you know, for all these years. Bradley Beal's AAU team, so I guess he kind of got him on the team. And Isaiah Todd, and the Wizards mm-hmm. got Chris Paul, Landry Shamit. Multiple second round picks and pick swaps, which basically, uh, you know, whatever pick is higher, you know, the winners <laughs> can decide on taking that pick or not. They're all second round picks. Uh, first off, I think this is a great trade for the Phoenix Suns because they, you know, with all due respect to the two players that were traded, they gave up nothing to get an all star talent. Uh, they're going to have some problems, obviously, because 
someone is going to have to take the last shot, and they got three guys that all want to do it. <laughs> and they need to find a way to get a point guard on their team, or is Devin Booker going to be it? You know, he did a great job doing that in the playoffs, but that can also cause a problem because Devin Booker is not a point guard, and you could have the, the Dallas Maverick problem um, you know, all over again. You know, Phoenix has other trades that they have to make, but when this trade first happened, it was pretty clear that the Wizards just wanted to get rid of a guy that had a no-trade clause, which, <laughs> which NBA teams, all NBA teams, Nobody should have a no trade clause because no trade clauses are going to ruin your team because these players already decide, you know, in five seconds that they don't want to be on your team or not. So don't give anybody a no trade clause. And the Wizards gave Bradley Beal a no trade clause. And those guys got fired, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But when you do that, you trade them to the Phoenix Suns for assets that really don't even don't even show how great Bradley Beal is as a player. You got nothing really in return. Uh, but what do you think about that first trade? Well, I think, Gary, I was thinking back when you said that the uh, no trade clause, you're, you're right. I think what, the last time we saw that was what, Carmelo Anthony maybe? Correct. And look what that did to Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks. We were begging Carmelo Anthony to leave the Knicks. And believe it or not, it, you know, if you go back in, in, in time, Carmelo Anthony was right. Because the Oklahoma City, you know, he went to Oklahoma City and that just kind of ended his career. You know, well, you know, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, you know, it did end his career, Gary. It, 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 it was the wrong move. And I, that, that's an excellent point. I, that, that last time was Carmelo Anthony. That, that did not turn out well for anybody, quite frankly. No. <laughs> Well, I, I think the trade is, is going to be uh, interesting. I, I agree, Gary. they got to get a point guard. Booker is not a point guard. Booker will tell you he's not a point guard. Kentucky coach will tell you he's not a point He's never been a point guard and never can be a point guard in the NBA. The man looks for it. And this is not a criticism. Not a criticism. He looks for his shot first. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not a point guard. So they got to get a point guard. And, and who they get in that position you know, they need a Rondo type, maybe. I don't know. They need something where Rondo couldn't shoot. But they don't need anyone to shoot. Guess what? They got three shooters. So they can basically get anybody who can pass the ball and distribute the ball and has vision of the court. Okay, that's all they basically need. They got the size. They they have one of the guys big, you know, six, 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 seven, that doesn't hurt. But the bottom line of it is that's all they need. Obviously, they got an Anton problem. They got to deal with that. I'm not sure how they're going to deal with that. But anyhow, uh, but the bottom line of it is, I'm happy with the trade. I think that all three players are there for the right reason. In other words, they're not trying to win an MVP award. They're trying to win an NBA championship award, which is fantastic. That's what that's what you need. Can any of them win a scoring title? Guess what? They all vie for one on one, one or two. You know, so it's not like they cannot win a scoring title. You know, Durant has won one or two in this in his career, and Beal was finished second while leading the league almost the entire year until until Steph surpassed him at the very very end. But he averaged like thirty something points a game, 32, 33 points a game. So they can all score and can get that scoring title if they wanted it. But they all are there for the right reason, and that is to win the NBA championship. Yeah, obviously the championship now goes through Denver, but you know. We're going to talk about the second leg of that trade, Gary, because, you know, as we know, Chris Paul found out about the first leg while he was up in the air in an airplane by his son with a text message. Well, he found out about the second one while he was on the court in the pickup game when he was moved over 
and I think he's thrilled about this, even though he didn't like the guy when he played against him. But he's now with the Warriors. So that's um, that's an interesting so, point as well. Any, any comments about that, Gary? The second leg yeah, of, so, that, of that massive. Yeah, so and we got to talk about Pazinskas too because I'm happy for him. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, so I would actually break it down every trade. Um, okay. Yeah, so Kevin Durant actually is a four-time scoring champion. Uh, oh, wow, won, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's won more than, than anyone else. But he hasn't won a scoring title since he was in Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, so the second, you know, we'll jump into this one. Chris Paul was traded to the Wizards for Jordan Poole, a first-round uh, first pick, top 20 protected, and a 2027 uh, second-round pick. By the way, the first-round pick for the Wizards got is not even until 2030. Yes. 2030. <laughs> so, look, the main problem is, is 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 that Chris Paul, I think, is ecstatic that he's in Golden State. He's going to really have the Sean Livington role. Um, he's going to be able to play really well with uh, Steph Curry on the court and Klay Thompson. And I, I think it also will take some pressure off of Draymond Green. Now, obviously, you know, the listeners know I'm not a big Draymond Green fan, but there are some things that Draymond Green does extremely well, and one of those things is he's a great passer. And he has a great, extremely high basketball IQ, and, and he he knows Steph Curry better than anybody, and Clay Thompson better than anybody. He makes sure those guys get great looks. That's one thing Draymond Green can definitely do. But Chris Paul can do the same thing. Now, you know, the only negative is that Chris Paul will be playing in a motion offense, which means Chris Paul will have to move. And you know, the one thing about Chris, he he's not a guy that wants to. <laughs> go go around screens and all that that's not his game. So that will be something that they would have to adjust to. But they basically said, hey look, Chris Paul is hungry. He wants to win a championship and he'll do whatever it takes to win a championship. And we all know that about Chris Paul. And for Jordan Poole, it's great for him because he basically is Bradley Beal on the Wizards. He can take as many <laughs> shots as he wants. And no one's gonna say anything because they're gonna be awful. They are going to be awful. They're going to be beyond awful, Gary. Yes. Yes. Especially so, with, the, with their, their, their first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll back had, there. Yeah. But they are going yeah, to be awful. Oh, oh, yeah. You mean their first-round draft pick this year? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The Burnley got this year. Oh, boy. But so they are going to be awful. And I, I think obviously Poole didn't get along too well with one of the players on that team, not being uh, – um, Green, who I guess punched him out or whatever. But the bottom line of it is, it's good separation there. I think Poole will have a chance to average 30 points a game if he would like to do so, because he'll take 30 shots a game, and so that'll work. So, but I think that the the Golden State Warriors, obviously, in my estimation, I think you would agree, Gary, came out on top of that in that trade. And I, I just hope that Chris Paul gets a trainer, you know, someone, a physical, th- I don't know what he, he needs, something to keep him on the court. I know Father Tom is, is, is knocking at the door. I mean, that's the, you know, one of the main reasons why. But no, but Chris Paul was getting hurt in the latter part of the season when he was younger. So, I, you know, it's a, I, he needs to get, get a trainer. They need to, you know, I'm not saying go with the Ka- Kawhi Leonard routine of playing him every other game or every, every fourth game or whatever that is. But bottom line of it is, he has to be able to stay on the court and make it through a season and make it through a playoff and that's a uh, journey. Because if he's able to do that, he will. The team will be significantly better. But if he gets injured frequently, you know, during the season and misses a lot of games or gets into the playoffs and plays the first round only, uh, yeah, it's it's really going to defeat the purpose of the trade. So 
I'm hopeful that uh, he can he can get go through some type of different training to talk to somebody or work with somebody. You got enough money to pay somebody to get you know, to get you through a season. Something has to happen from that perspective, Gary. And uh, and otherwise, I think that the Golden State Warriors, I think Kerr is going to be happy with that exchange because. Um, you know, Poole was that last that kind of odd man out, so to speak, on that team. You know, he, he had his best year when Seth was injured, you know, so because he had a chance to take every shot. And so and when Clay was injured. So it's uh, it's going to be good for the Golden State Warriors on that front. Next trade, Gary. Well, okay, real quick, real quick. I actually disagree with you. I think the Wizards won the trade. Oh, you I think, think the Wizards won the trade? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay. Think, but they're going to be the terrible, Wizards... Gary. We just went over that. Gordon Poole's no. going to solidify their being a terrible team. Right, but here's why they won the trade. Jordan Poole is locked in for four years. So okay. you know that you can have, you know, and we're going to talk about this guy because he was in another trade, but you have a backcourt at least for the next two or three years so you can actually have. Chris Paul's there for a year. This is, you know, he's only on a one-year contract. Chris Paul is, you know, he has to fit into a system that he's, that he's never played in before. And, you know, you mentioned this, too, with injuries. If he gets hurt, the Golden State Warriors don't really care because they have enough, you know, in their arsenal to be just fine. And Chris Paul, usually, I'm, you know, and I'm knocking on wood here, usually doesn't have an injury that, that takes him out for a long stretch of time. It's usually for two or three games, but that's the whole series because the team usually needs him. Mm-hmm. The Warriors don't need him for that. But I think the Wizards won this trade because Jordan Poole is going to be locked in for four years, and and you can start to ha- create a team with Jordan Poole. With Chris Paul, it's a one-year rental. It doesn't work. You know, they, the Warriors basically traded a 24-year-old player that's on a four-year contract for a 38-year-old player on a one-year contract. Good so, point. Good so point. I give the edge to the Wizards. But to me, uh, the Warriors will benefit from this trade immediately. Yeah, that, that's what I say, too. That's what I say. So it's long-term. You know, they'll finish. Um, they'll be in the lottery, uh, the, the, the Wizards. And who knows what they, who they, who they can pick up on with their own draft pick, and then they have others. So it, it could, it could – because uh, obviously we're talking about another trade that, that took place. That's right. In fact, so the next... it says, wow, they got rid of their leading score. Well, Bill was their leading score. Well, I don't know. But anyhow, Pazinska's had a fantastic year this past year, Gary, with the Wizards. Uh, he was so happy to get out of Dallas because no one wants to play with that guy. I already mentioned his name. They don't want to play with Dawson. I mean, I mentioned his name. Okay. But anyhow, they don't want, no one wants to play with him. Look what Pazinska's did now. He had a great year. Look what the other guy did, the guy who went over to the, the New York Knicks. The guy who was an all-star. Didn't make the all-star team. Drawing a blank for his name, but he's 6'2", six, six, guard from Villanova. Jalen Brunson will be an all-star this year. He's also thrilled he's not a Mav. And guess what? The Mavs did such a terrible job in the draft. Guess what? They may be in the lotto next year. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, no, because Kyrie leaves, they'll, def- they'll definitely be, a, they'll be fine for that lotto pick. So next we'll year. Get to, we'll but we'll get to that, that in a second. I'm um, getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about Pazinska, Gary. Well, let's talk about the trade first. The Boston Celtics get Porzingis in a 2023 first-round pick in the draft that just happened, so that was the 25th pick, along with the, 20, along with the 2024 first-round pick from Golden State, top four protected, which they're going to get because Golden State will not be in the lottery, so they're going to get that pick. Uh, the Washington Wizards get Tyrus Jones, uh, Antonio Garinari, and Milk 
and Mike Mascala and a 2023 second-round pick in the draft that just happened, which was the 35th pick. And the Memphis Grizzlies get a very valuable Marcus Smart. So we'll talk about the Porzingis part from the Celtic perspective. Uh, Porzingis is going to help the it's going to help Boston out tremendously because he is a rim protector and he can shoot from the outside and they don't have to play Al Horford as much. Uh, but the Celtics have a major problem and and this actually surprised me. This trade surprised me from a from a lot of different perspectives. And one of them, obviously, the original trade was to trade Malcolm Brogdon away uh, to the Clippers. But, you know, Brogdon may have some, some injury uh, concerns that they want to look at. But I thought the Celtics would want to trade for Chris Paul because Chris Paul fits their, t- their needs more. They don't have a point guard. They have the same problem that, that the Phoenix Suns have. They don't have a point guard at all. Tatum cannot play point guard. We know J- Jalen Brown, you know, he turns the ball over left and right, dribbling the basketball at this point in his career. And Christoph Porzingis can't play point guard. They don't have a point guard. So they, for some reason, went after more, you know, uh, a rim protector, which is great. I think they needed that. But, but I'm just shocked that they didn't try to go get Chris Paul in this trade or even, um, you know, Monty Morris, who's their backup point guard, which is backup point guard, who has a very good assist-to-turnover ratio that they would want to get someone like that or Tyrus Jones who's in this trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all in all, if the Celtics can get some type of point guard play and if Pazingas can stay healthy, they have clearly won this trade. Uh, what's your opinion on it from the Celtic perspective? Oh, I think it's, it's fantastic. I, I, I like Horford. Horford's getting up there in age. Um, he can play off the bench. It's not doesn't bother him at all. And so I, I'm thrilled. And they also have, uh, obviously, uh, the other big guy. What's his name? Williams? Yeah, Robert Williams. Robert Williams, is, is you know, he's been injured a lot. Doesn't play a full season. He hasn't in the last two or three years. But he has tremendous um, potential as far as I'm concerned, as far as his, his def- the, he's a great defensive center and has a strong presence in the paint. So I think the Celtics made themselves better. And, you know, they're going to miss smart. I mean, there's no question. I mean, people may say, oh, well, who cares? No, they, they lost the defensive player of the year. Uh, I, yeah, I complained about this guy. He flops more than mm, – yeah, he's the number one flopper in the NBA. They should give that award out. Anyhow, but penalties, but fines. But he is definitely a person that they are going to miss. Uh, I, I like Brogdon. I, I, I think that he potentially can slide into that point guard role, Gary. So I don't think that they're, they're that uh, – you know, yes, he was sixth man of the year last, last year. Um, but when he played for Indiana, you know, he was about you know, 15, I think he averaged almost 20 points a game playing the, playing the point. And he is the UVA guy and smart player and a player who can and does think pass first. So unlike Phoenix, has no one can play point guard. Uh, the Celtics do have someone who can fill right into that spot. So I think they're going to be a really solid team next year. Not that they weren't this year. And uh, they, they, they've helped themselves. They, will they... Hopefully, uh, you know, they they may need a piece or two to make up for the lack of having having uh, smart. But bottom line of it is, uh, they did well. They did well in the trade, and you get a guy who averaged twenty three points a game on your team who can score and handles the ball well. Now I'll be the first to say when he got drafted by the Knicks, I said, "Oh my God, what did the Knicks do?" I, I, I think I just cried for like ten minutes. The Knicks, I can't believe they picked this. Seven foot three stream being of a player from 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 Europe. Uh oh, wait a minute, that happened again. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> but look what happened. 
to this guy, and he's he, he uh, spent his time with <laughs> suffering with the Dallas Mavs, and then now he's uh, he's an elite player. So I, I'm I'm happy for the Celtics. Their team is going to be better. Yeah. So, uh, but the truth is, you know, and I don't know if you agree with me, and based on what you just said, I don't think you do. But I think the Memphis Grizzlies won the trade because Marcus Smart. The Memphis Grizzlies have the last two Defensive Player of the Year award winners on their team. Mm. Marcus Smart is going to be a grown-up in the locker room to help their star, John Morant, out. And that's why they won this trade to me. Because uh, the Memphis Grizzlies can get rid of Dylan Brooks, who does everything that Marcus Smart does but worse. And now (laughs) you bring in Marcus Smart, who knows how to win games, and that's going to help this Memphis Grizzlies out, team out tremendously. The one negative about Porzingis is that he gets hurt a lot. Well, Marcus Smart so far throughout his career does not get hurt that much. So you'll be on the court, and he'll be able to help out the Memphis Grizzlies out tremendously on that on that note. And the Wizards, they got their point guard of the future in Tyrus Jones, who was the best backup point guard in the league last year. So the Wizards did very, you know, did very well in this trade as well. So – this is probably one of those rare trades where I think every team got what they wanted. You know, Gary, I I, I agree with you because uh, Tyrus Jones is going to going to going to be a good addition to the to the Wizards. I I think that he complements. I agree with you. He's going to complement Poole uh, extremely well. And uh, Memphis did well with picking up Smart. That's a that is a good that is an excellent pickup for them. And uh, they are a defensive minded team. And John Morant plays both ends of the court. I mean, obviously he's gonna miss the first you know, 40, 20 games, forty games, twenty five games, yep, uh, twenty five games. Uh, but I agree with you there too. I think that he um, will be helped significantly by 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 Smart. So I think Smart's gonna help the team, help the locker room a, a great deal. He's a winner. He's a proven winner. Not that the the Memphis team hasn't won a lot of games. They did extremely well this year during the regular season and even in the playoffs. Uh, but he adds so much to that team, and I and I believe that um, you know they they did well in the in, in the in the trade as well. But you know you pick up a seven foot three or whatever guy who's averaging twenty three points a game. Um, you know that's that's uh, and also has a lot to prove because uh, you know obviously um, yeah his career didn't start off in that stellar type manner when he was with the Knicks and then over with the Dallas Mavs. So I think he has a lot to prove. And then plus, you know, they have two other guys who played the center position extremely well before they made this trade. So I think that, I think all three teams did, did as well as, you know, the, South, the Knicks did as well as they could considering they're, they're, they're tanking more or less. Um, yeah. yeah. So they did as best, you know, you know they, at least they'll, you know, they'll still draw a lot of people at their games. Uh, they always do. Uh, so I think that overall, all three teams did did admirably. Uh, all the GMs can pat themselves on the back on that one. So real quick, before we get into the NBA draft, I uh, I found this article and I thought it was very interesting. And this is the last 10 first-round picks. So from 2013 to now, first-round picks. And I want to, you know, I want to get your opinion on, on on this list. It's, you know, just quickly, it's very interesting. Right, so here we go. Uh, uh, for the listeners out there, count how many busts are in this uh, <laughs> nice, nice list here before we get to Victor Woman Yama. You know, no, so, yeah, I think we're not going to get to Victor today because this show is we're almost at the end of this show. This may Victor and the rest because I got a lot to talk about as far as the draft. 
we may save that for another show and then but because i think this is a good topic as well <laughs> that works for me so, so just real quick for the listeners 2011 was Kyrie irving this is obviously past 10 years ago so 2010 was john wall 2011 was Kyrie. 2012 was anthony davis so it, it seems like the gms and the scouts did a great job with those three picks right mm-hmm. here we yep. go 2013 was anthony bennett who Oh, Tony Bennett. Yeah, I, I, I left my heart in San Francisco. Yeah, did he play basketball? I don't think so, Gary. But, oh, okay. is another Bennett? Uh, oh, don't oh, worry about it. Coach he's, UVA, UVA, right? Bennett? It's, he's Bennett, too, yeah. He's uh, not that guy either. Okay. Um, there was a Bennett who actually played basketball. <laughs> I uh, must be one of those Canadian guys. You know, they, they don't really play, but they play. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Wiggins, I'm talking about you. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay, I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Well, he's also on this list. Let me get there. So 2014 <laughs> is actually Andrew Wiggins, the guy. Oh, Anthony Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Right. Be just like Michael Jordan Wiggins. Yeah, that worked, that worked out well. Now, oh, now to- I don't know why they put him on an all-star team. But he'll be able to say in his, you know, in his Wikipedia page, all-star player, Anthony Wiggins, first-round draft pick. Now, to his defense, to Andrew Wiggins' defense here, we all know Joel. He doesn't really play much was, defense here. He doesn't really do <laughs> Well, believe it or not, in Golden State, he actually has, has played pretty good defense. Yeah, I'm already kidding. I'm already kidding. Uh, but, you know, we know the first pick in that draft was, gonna, was supposed to be Joel Embiid, and he had a major back issue that dropped him in the draft. We all know how that how that went. But 2015 was Carl Anthony Towns, so that was the right pick, uh, Minnesota. And 2016 was your boy, uh, Ben Simmons. Mr. B. Benjamin Simmons! Oh my god, I didn't yeah. know he's still playing basketball. Is he still playing basketball? We're not going to talk about him. I just you know, I just had to mention it because he was 2016. Oh my. Uh, uh, 2017 was Marco Foltz. Oh boy, it gets worse. That's all right. Uh, Twenty, Mister PT County though. Hey, it's PT. That's right. Twenty eighteen was DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Twenty nineteen was Zion Williamson. Twenty twenty was Anthony Edwards. And twenty twenty one was Cade Cunningham. Oh so, yeah, that's sent over to uh, where's it? Detroit. Yep, Detroit. Yeah. All these, all these one-year wonders from from uh, from Duke land, from Duke. Well, no, Duke. K. Cunningham didn't go to Duke. He went to uh, Oklahoma oh, no. State. Where did he go again, Gary? Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, that's right, Oklahoma State. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And twenty twenty. Sorry about that. Pa- I didn't mean to hit you on that one. Sorry. Go ahead. That's right. And twenty twenty two with Pablo Bancaro, who's rookie of the year, who played at Duke, who's actually going to be. Oh, that's the guy. Think, okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's going to be a fine player, Gary. I, I, yeah. that's, that was that was Coach K's uh, last big pick, and I, he he uh, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be special. Hopefully, uh, well, it might take a while to turn around that team, but he's he's a good player. He's a solid player. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be an all star player. Oh, he, was, he had a pro body. A when he walked into Duke, he had a pro body. He was like, this guy is special. And the Duke didn't go that far, but still, not because of, of his efforts. He was special. Not like the guy who went pretty high this time in the draft. But I'm going to talk about him this week because we're going to talk about him next week, Mr. Lively. But anyhow, we'll come back to that later. But, um, yeah, that's an interesting list, Gary. That's a very interesting list. Yeah, I tell you, some of these GMs, they earn their terminations, I swear. Because <laughs> I don't know how you get it wrong. So, so how, you know, this, ugh. 
Right. So it, 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 especially Gary, so great lead into ne- the next week's show when we're talking about the actual draft picks because you got guys who you know who average like six points a game who went in the draft this year. You know, it's like how do you do that? How do you average? I, I average more than that in my career. I average my best year was five more than that. So not five more, but seven points more. How in the world do you do? My worst year in college, I averaged that point, that number of points a game. So how do you do that and get be a first or second round draft pick? It is amazing. And don't hey, I played Division One? I played against UConn in these two. I got man, great scoring average against Connecticut. But the bottom line of it is, how do you do that? And I'm, t- I'm talking about the guy from Duke, the guy who went from Derek, Derek uh, Lively. Guy, guy only played like 20 minutes a game. 20 minutes a game in college, your freshman year. And you are one of the top picks in the NBA. I don't know how you – you're number tw- you're the 12th pick in the NBA draft. How, how is that a matter when you average five points a game? How do you how do you do that? I mean, that's, that is just amazing how you can actually do that. And you're shooting – I don't know. I, I, we'll save that for another day, another show. But, Gary, I tell you, they're, they um, they miss it a lot, unfortunately. I think you're, the batting average there, you know, you, you, obviously Anthony Edwards is going to, is a rare talent. I mean, he is, uh, he is he's a, he, he has been special and will continue to be special, even though he's in Minnesota. He's going to continue to be special. But uh, when, you, when they miss, they really, really miss. Right, Bennett? Or whatever your name is, Anthony, Tony, whatever. I think what it shows is that um, – they, the first round picks are normally good players. They're not great uh, Hall of Fame players. You know, I agree with you that Anthony Edwards is going to be a, a star in this league. He's going to be a consistent all star. I think Kay Cunningham will be as well. I believe Paul, uh, Pablo Bancaro will be as well. But th- they're not going to change a franchise. And even if you go back three years before with Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and John Wall, they didn't change a franchise. They were franchise players, but none of them are superstar level players. They have super, you know, well, let me say it like this. Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving have superstar skill level, but that doesn't mean that they always live up to the superstar talent that they have. Um, it's very it's very interesting to see to see that, you know, as we go into the next show and we talk about Victor and Wilman Yama who they say is, is the best prospect since LeBron James, which I think is disrespectful to the the hype that Zion Williamson had. Zion Williamson had tons and tons of hype. Kevin Durant had tons and tons of hype. You know, but they just want to skip to LeBron, which is fine. That's understandable. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Victor's career will go, and it'll be interesting to see what will happen as we break down the draft, you know, during the next show. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.